Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's Josh Klingler. Check out the Nutmeg Podcast as I sit down with various members of Sporting KC to find out what makes that organization tick. It's on the 435 Podcast Network. Download each episode now on the Radio.com app. Welcome back into the Forced to Punt podcast. I am your host, Stephen Serta. He's Dusty Likens. How many more of these we got? Season's almost over, right? I don't know. I can't wait. <laughs> Did he done? Yeah. And it is a grind. I'm tired of recording these twice a week. Oh, man, it's your idea. For you, for you ungrateful assholes. Yeah, it was, it was your idea, so don't let him get too mad about it. He's the one that told me to sit Darius Slayton last week. Yeah. Did you win? Yes, I did. Yeah. So? By 1.2 points. Yeah, you're fine. Darius Slayton probably would have helped, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't trust him with Eli Manning, which was a perfectly reasonable... I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Excuse? Yeah. <laughs> you also told me to to not play uh, Raheem Mostert. Um, I don't think I told you not to play Mostert. I said that I didn't trust... How that backfield was going to play yeah, out. Well, did you hear what Kyle Shanahan yeah. had to say today? Well, Tevin Coleman didn't have a carry in the first half. How was I supposed to know that? I was afraid it was going to be more of a committee. Mostert's the dude. Yeah, He's let the me, guy. you got to start him the rest of the season. Let me tell you what uh, Rob Deerdeck's clone just said. Uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan said Tuesday that uh, Raheem Mostert has given the 49ers, quote, no choice, end quote, but to use him as the leader of the team's backfield. Yeah, he needs to be in your lineup moving forward. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, this week, <laughs> am in a semi- semi-final matchup. Mm, I'm in a championship game, baby. I've got Marlon Mack on Monday night against that very same New Orleans defense. I don't trust that matchup at all. Naheem Hines about to ruin your DJ day. DJ Chark might not play, which sucks because he's going against a Raiders secondary that got absolutely destroyed by A.J. Brown last mm-hmm. week. And he should be set up for a very nice matchup. So, I don't think that DJ Chark's going to play. So, this week, instead of playing Marlon Mack, as as of right now, my lineup is currently set. Darius Slayton in my flex. My guy. Cortland Sutton against the Chiefs. Your guy. And A.J. Brown against the Texans. Kind of our guy. So, that's my playoff lineup that I am running with. I've got Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott as my running backs. I'm benching Marlon Mack as of now. I'm terrified about it because you know Mack's still going to get like 18 carries, might have a chance at a touchdown, although he hasn't scored that much because they don't use him a ton in the inside the five-yard line or anything like that. But you, Marlon Mack's a great player. Like In most circumstances, he should absolutely be in your lineup yeah. over any flex-caliber wide receiver. 
But Darius Slayton's playing the Dolphins, and he's led the Giants in targets and receiving yards for four straight games now. He's got potential to be a candidate for Rookie of the Year. I, I don't know about that. Josh Jacobs has it wrapped up, I believe. Yeah, but. and Josh Jacobs, they did say he had an MRI on his shoulder. They got positive results. They expect him to be good to go today. So if you already went through waivers and you were banking on DeAndre Washington, mm, just, hear just drop it. Yeah, you hate to hear it. Because if Josh Jacobs goes in this game, DeAndre Washington has zero value. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. Like Marlon Mack, a guy who has been a... Rock solid RB2 all season not long. All, not all season. He missed like four weeks. Yeah, but even that, he's still like the 14th best running back in fantasy, even after missing two games. And you kind of had that safety blanket. He's a rock blanket. solid R- top end RB2 with and, a low end RB1 if he blows up 10 this season. And you have that like safety blanket of the Monday night players. So like if you're down by five and he doesn't have anybody, you're like, all right, I just need yeah. back. <laughs> and so you hate it when it's against you, I but thought, you love it. When it well, favors. and I, I've considered that as well. You know, Chark doesn't play till three Oh five this weekend. So if there's a chance that he goes, you know, maybe I pull him or maybe I put him in my lineup. And then if I get nervous, I could put Marlon Mack in instead but I just think that I like the matchups of A.J. Brown more. I think that I like Darius Slayton more. If I love Cortland Sutton, and Cortland Sutton had a good game against the Chiefs when they played earlier this year. I think he had like 84 yards, but it was all in the first half. He didn't have a catch in the second half of that football game. It was devastating. Because yeah. in this particularly, I get a three-point bonus for 100-yard game. So I was just like, dude, just get 16 more yards. Yeah, one catch. What kind but of bonus? Like a five-point? It's point? just like a three-point bonus. Oh, okay. That's nice. But like I love I love Cortland Sutton too, and he's already had success. But the way this Chiefs defense is playing with Drew Locke, and I know Drew Locke has been absolutely fantastic. Two weeks, small sample. I don't really trust Drew Locke against the Chiefs defense because I think that pass rush, which the pass rush absolutely destroyed Joe Flacco. I'm pretty didn't didn't the Chiefs pass rush end Joe Flacco season? Pretty Isn't much. that the game that he got hurt in? Yeah, because the game before that, or was it that game where they said I they think, were afraid? I think, yeah, I think he was already hurt, and yeah. they injured him even more to the point that they had to put him on IR. Yeah. And so now, your rookie quarterback, Drew Locke, who hasn't really been tested yeah. quite yet. He's had two very good, very promising performances, but the Chiefs, like we talked about it today, this is a game that has all the makings of a letdown game for the Chiefs, but if the Chiefs are genuinely a Super Bowl contender that wants to be taken that way and wants to actually look that way, this is a game where they come out and they absolutely dismantle Drew Locke and right. the offense looks good again and they go out and they win like 42 to 7 or something. Yeah, and like I also that. think like the homecoming for Drew Locke can be a little too much too. Like he's rolled the last two weeks, yeah. like Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien last week in Houston. And then not only that, but, like, the week before they played the Chargers at home, the team rallied behind the new quarterback. Now he's got to come home where he grew up against the team that he grew up rooting for. And, yeah, I think, I think like you, I think Spagnola has done great adjusting to quarterbacks after seeing what they do in the first drive. And I just have a really good feeling that they're just going to absolutely just pass rush the living hell out of Drew Locke. But, again, if they're down by, you know, 14, 20 points – He's going to start throwing fire, throwing firepower towards Cortland Sutton because uh, you know that's his best wide receiver option. Yeah. So but as the, yeah, go ahead. Like as of right now, you know, I've got Cortland Sutton in a lineup, and I think you should still be confident in starting Cortland Sutton because yeah. he has been incredibly consistent all year long. 
Uh, he's got a couple just monster games, and one of those games was with Drew Locke. Last week, he was a little down, but he still had a decent game. He still, I believe, led the Broncos in targets. He just, it was a it was a game where Houston was really trying to bracket him a little bit to slow him down, and they left everybody else open. So everybody else for the Broncos just produced at a high rate, yeah. including Noah Fant, who might not be able to go this week, which would, be a, which would be a huge blow. For the Broncos' offense, because Noah Fant has looked like a very, very promising rookie tight end. He has looked especially good with Drew Locke. And so that, I think if he doesn't go, I think that hurts their overall offense. I know they've got Jeff Hewerman, who has had some moments this season, and he's not awful. So there there could be an opportunity there for him. You know, Maybe that means that Cortland Sutton just winds up getting, like, 15 targets in this game, which would be fantastic for fantasy because I think he could produce with that. Yeah. So there's, I'm not benching Cortland Sutton unless I have a drastically better option. Like if DJ Chark winds up practicing this week and is healthy, I think DJ Chark is a drastically better option Mm -hmm. going into this weekend because he's playing Oakland who can't defend anybody, can't guard any wide receiver. I think he's a drastically better option if we get word that like, yeah, he's totally good to go. The ankle's not bothering him. He returns to practice in full capacity on Friday or something like that. I don't expect that to happen. I think Cortland Sutton has to be locked into your lineup because I don't believe that you have anybody who's drastically better than him. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, if we're going to go Chiefs-Broncos matchup to start this bad boy, um, I think everybody's in play for the Chiefs, right? Like when it comes to like Kelsey Hill, I mean I know that they um, still have Chris Harris. They've got they got some guys playing with a little bit more swag on the defensive side, but um, obviously the backfield is a gamble. Dice shoot if you want to take Lashawn McCoy again well, and think that he gets rolling. But so I still don't think you can start anybody in the Chiefs' backfield. Uh, Damian Williams actually was expected to return to practice in some capacity today. Andy Reid announced. So. We're assuming Damian Williams, if he is healthy and does play, he's mm-hmm. going to be in the mix. Spencer Ware is going to be in the mix, right? He led all ru- all Chiefs running backs in snaps last week. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy also going to be in the mix. That means Darwin Thompson's probably not going to be active in this game. I, would I don't ha- think so. I-, I would have to imagine. Yeah. And so I don't want to mess with any of them. Uh, not, not a playoff matchup. It's... It's too diluted now for me to risk my fantasy playoff life on any of those guys, especially when the Broncos run defense started out the season slow. They've actually been really, really good. Like Mm -hmm. Vic Fangio has actually, as the season's gone on, he's put his, his fingerprints all over this defense and they have played really, really well. And their defense is actually really good. Now the last game against Mahomes, Mahomes, only had, I think, one touchdown pass before he got injured, left the game. So, obviously, he didn't have time to make a bigger impact. Um, Matt Moore, I think, came in and threw a touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. This is a divisional game, so the Broncos' defense is pretty good. They're dealing with injuries. Their offensive line's also terrible, so I think the Chiefs are going to be able to get after Drew Locke. I think they're going to be able to force turnovers. So I think that's going to put their defense in a, at a disadvantage. So, yeah, I think that Tyreek is obviously in your lineup. Kelsey's obviously in your lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm not trusting Sammy under any circumstance. You trust McCall. But I think you can put McCall Hardman in your lineup, but you have to do so knowing 
what a boom he is, like a yeah. boomer bust potential type of player. And he is literally the ultimate boomer bust player because he might only get 12 snaps. But if he gets 12 snaps and gets three targets, mm-hmm. he's got a genuine opportunity to catch one of those targets for a 50-yard touchdown, then it makes it all worth it. Yeah, But I don't think that he's going to have three catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. Like I think it's literally you're putting him in and just banking on he's going to get one catch and he's going to take it to the house. What about, I mean, ever since the Chiefs bye week, I'd ask you if we stream, if you start playing the Chiefs defense. Yeah, I would play the Chiefs defense this week. Yeah, they had 23 points last time they played at Denver. Obviously, that was a Joe Flacco game. They had a touchdown on defense. Uh, Yeah, they uh, sacked the hell out of them. They had nine sacks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, and then last week they had 10 points. The week before that, they had 19 points. They played Denver this week. If your league goes one more week, they play Chicago after that with Mitchell Trubisky. It's in Chicago. You got to think they'd probably be able to hold serve. Chiefs defense, kind of a valuable option this week. Yeah, they've been, their defense has been forcing turnovers and getting sacks. They that'll, don't lose that'll, you games. That'll, on... that'll get you fantasy points. I would absolutely start them right. this week because I think they will be able to get after Drew Locke. Um, their offensive line's garbage. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd still start Phillip Lindsay for Denver, but outside yeah. of Phil and Cortland Sutton, I'm not playing any yeah, Denver. pass on Broncos. Freeman, even though he had a pretty decent game last week. Yeah. That concerns you for Philip Lindsay, but like Philip Lindsay is still getting more work. I think Freeman. They said Lindsay was going to become more of like their workhorse, but they've still been giving Royce Freeman a ton yeah. of snaps. They've just been giving Lindsay more carries, and Lindsay does well against the Chiefs in years past. I mean, it's only a, like a two game sample, but I mean he's he always well, I guess three game sample. He's always played pretty well against the Chiefs. Like he ended up doing okay. The last time they played, but yeah, I would play. I would, I would definitely play Philip Lindsay if I had him. So I want to look at this Thursday night football game. Ugly. It's, it's super frustrating for playoff owners probably because this Ravens Jets game should not have a bunch of devastating potential fantasy impact, but and it certainly doesn't for the Jets. But when you're a Lamar Jackson owner. Mm-hmm. When you're a Mark Ingram owner, maybe a Mark Andrews owner. I mean, Hollywood Brown isn't a guy that you you should be putting in your lineup on a weekly basis, but this is a really big potential game for him. Like, the Jets have, like, nine players on their injury report that are most of them are listed as doubtful or out. On the defensive side? Uh, just as a whole. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Bilal Powell's not going to play in this game. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is, I believe, going to be back in this game, but they're not going to have Jamal Adams again for the second consecutive week. Their secondary was also was already garbage outside of Jamal Adams, who is an elite playmaker. Yeah, but he's not going to be there. And in comes the you know best team in the NFL right now with the MVP front runner. And Lamar's dealing with. A quad injury, right? So, something that he said he injured uh, during a drop back in last mm-hmm. week's game. Yeah. Like, I would still expect him to be able to do whatever he wants to do in this game. And obviously that's going to have a lot to do with your fantasy football team. And there's a lot of playoff teams that have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback right now. But yeah. if he gets reaggravated and has to leave the game, I don't think there's any circumstance where... Like if he pulls something or if he gets hit awkward and comes up a little a little limp, just put Robert Griffin in. Yeah. 
Because you're going to beat the Jets anyways. You're a much better football team than the Jets are. And you don't have to travel on Thursday night. Yeah, and like what's Sam Darnold going to pass against? You you have one of the most elite passing defenses in the NFL. Sam Darnold's not going to do anything against your defense. Yeah. So and his tight if ends anything up. happens to Lamar Jackson, I could see them just putting Robert Griffin in the game. And I like if there's any question at all, and Lamar already said he's going to play, they officially listed him as questionable on the injury report. Mm-hmm. But Lamar says he's playing. Yeah. Like if there was any doubt at all, I wouldn't play him at all. I would just put in Robert Griffin if I'm Harbaugh. Yeah. You know, I mean, you need this game because you want to keep home field advantage, right? But you're not going to lose to the Jets. The Jets are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, this has a uh, trash, uh, trash Thursday night game written all over it. In fact, I believe. If I could give it a similarity, it's going to look a lot like when the Jets and Patriots played when Darnold just was absolutely just just terrible. They have to travel on a Thursday night. Late in the season, you travel on Thursday night. You never do very well. I don't like the fact that Sam Darnold's, like, number one target. Uh, Peter Ryan Griffin is not going to probably play in this game. He's already listed as out. Yeah, he's out. Robbie Anderson, you got to think that he's had his flash. He always has, like, three games a year. He's had those three he's games. He's been really good the last three weeks. Um, yeah. Now he gets Marcus Peters um, and Earl Thomas. So uh, good luck with that while you're yeah. uh, on the road. And Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Carr and Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Like that secondary is absolutely elite. Yeah, this kind of looks – but I mean the thing too is that like I think that Lamar Jackson could possibly um, could possibly be without Mark Andrews. Like I know he's kind of like a coin well, flip. And so Andrews is banged up. I didn't see the injury status on Mark Andrews. I ha- I have to imagine that he's questionable, but I-, I feel like they said early in the week that they were still optimistic that he was going to be able to play, that it didn't seem like it was that serious of an injury. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a situation where they also use three tight ends. Like, they, like Boyle... Hayden Hurst and Andrews have all been productive at different times this season. Yeah, Hayden he, Hurst had a long touchdown last week. Yeah. So Andrews, while he's the number one tight end in that offense, they still use three tight ends. And so if there's anything seriously wrong with him, they might just sit him in this game because they don't really need him. Yes, he's listed as questionable on the official injury report Yeah. along with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, because, I mean, like Hayden Hurst is the guy that you should probably, like, if you have Mark Andrews, I think you should roster him and just keep an eye on because if Mark Andrews, like, come, what, tomorrow afternoon at, like, this time, like, around, like, three thirty, four o'clock, they're going to have their inactives because it has to be out three hours before the game starts. So, yeah, then you can have that option to play him. Otherwise, there are other options you could use on, uh, on tight end this week because there's a lot of good matchups for tight ends that are available, but... Yeah, there's a chance that Mark Andrews couldn't play. There's a chance that this could be a big Mark Ingram game. That's what I think it's going to be. Would you start Tom Brady against the Cincinnati Bengals in your playoff matchup? Mm. I wouldn't. I, You know what's funny? I'll say this, and I know this is going to sound really crazy. I would rather play Eli Manning versus the Miami Dolphins than Tom Brady against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think I would, too. Just because now Eli Manning is 116 and 117. He lost in a game where he was in control of until the fourth quarter. He doesn't want to go under 500. The dude's played too long. He's 38, plays Miami, got a chance to beat Shit's Magic. I'm not playing Tom Brady the rest of the year. I just don't trust it. So Brady, he did have 326 yards and three touchdowns against the Texans, but a lot of that came in the second half when they were already down big. Yeah. 
And I think one of those touchdowns came at the very end of the game when it was legitimately garbage time. Yeah, Edelman. Yeah, and they had no chance of winning that football game. No. Against the Chiefs, he had 169 passing yards and one touchdown. Uh, Against Dallas before Houston, 190 yards, one touchdown. Against Philadelphia, 216 yards and zero touchdowns. Against Baltimore, 285 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. He hasn't thrown, outside of that one game against Houston, he hadn't thrown for more than two touchdowns in a single game since Washington all the way back on October 6th. He threw three touchdowns. And who knows how much trickery they're going to use knowing that Tom Brady's elbow has been in an ice pack for the last three weeks. So this is also one of those game plan games where Cincinnati, while they are the worst team in football right now, a sheer lock to be the number one overall pick in the draft, Right. They actually haven't been horrible against the pass. Like, they're not great against it, but they're not awful against it either. They are absolutely awful against the run. And the Patriots' running game has been terrible this season. Trash. But they generally, towards the end of the season, they slow games down. They like to run. That's been their MO the last several years. Yeah. I mean, this could be a big Sony Michelle game. It should be a big Sony Michelle game. I know he hasn't been getting as many carries. But they've just basically been abandoning the run lately. Like the, like James White's been getting carries. Rex Burkhead's been involved. Sonny Michelle getting a few carries here and there. But none of those guys are out here getting like 20 carries a game. They've just been mixing it in while Brady's throwing 45 or 50 times a game because they know their running game sucks. Correct. This is a game where even though your running game sucks, everybody runs on the Cincinnati Bengals, so you should be able to run on them. So this could be a big Sonny Michelle game. If I have Sony Michelle, I, I would weigh my options on starting Sony Michelle. I think he could wind up being really productive in this game. But if I have better options, I'm not saying Sony Michelle has to be like a lock in your lineup because I, I, don't, I don't trust him for a second. No. And this could easily just be a, a huge James White game. But if you're running low on options, if you're uh, one of those guys who had, you know, two of your wide receivers went down because there was five fantasy-relevant wide receivers that got injured last week, and you need a flex option. option. Sony Michelle is the guy that I would heavily consider just putting in my lineup. Yeah, I just... Man, Cincinnati's really bad, too. But this just kind of seems like... yeah, yeah, I just don't see this being... like I, I expect a Patriots blowout, but this is a game where it's a blowout because... The defense. Two defensive touchdowns or yeah. something like that. And, you know, and they, they rush a couple in. Maybe Brady does throw for a touchdown. But they get up, all of a sudden they get up like 35-3. to three, And all they got to do is just run the ball the rest of the game. Like, that. that's that's the scenario that I would imagine in this game. Like, Cincinnati's just trying to make it to the end of the season. Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati's not trying to, to show up against the Patriots. Yeah, and they're also just like trying to like just get rid of Andy Dalton after this year and also the Patriots are just trying to like survive and yeah. sneak by so I just don't see them like I mean Edelman yes and Michelle yes White yes that's it the Patriots have lost two games in a row you think they're not going to just crush the Bengals oh but it's gonna like you said it's gonna be like a sack fumble scoop touchdown pick six touchdown turn the ball over on downs and then give the ball to Brady and they're just gonna have to only go like 25 yards and score a touchdown yeah, like I, I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of anybody else. in those games. So, 
What do you do about Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Tough week last week. Going against the Carolina Panthers. Who Russell that? Wilson started out the season as the clear front runner for the MVP. Obviously, that has not been the case lately. Yeah. Russell Wilson has not had a number one quarterback, like a like a top ten to twelve quarterback, like a sheer lock lineup starter, start in five games. He had the explosion against Tampa Bay on November 3rd. He had 378 yards and five touchdowns. Against since the then, worst pass defense. Yes, and granted, since then, he's had tough passing matchups. All of these defenses, well, outside of Minnesota. Minnesota's not a great passing defense this year. Philadelphia, when he played Philadelphia, that was like that three-week stretch where we were like, oh, Philadelphia's pass defense is playing really good right now. Yeah. So Philadelphia... He was only 13 to 25 for 200 yards and one touchdown, one interception. Uh, December 2nd against Minnesota, 21 to 31. He did throw two touchdowns, also threw an interception. And then, of course, against the Rams on Sunday Night Football this week, he had 245 yards and zero touchdowns and an interception. Yeah, he got dist- his offensive line just kind of failed him. So there's a real problem here with Russell Wilson because. But is Tyler Lockett fully healthy? Well, so Tyler Lockett has not been super productive since he injured his leg. Right. Since he injured that leg ahead of their bye week and came back in his comeback. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't miss any time. Because remember, he got injured right before their bye. Yeah. Then they went on their bye, and then they came back from the bye, and they said he was 100% healthy. Which he's not. So that was, you know, he had 152 yards and two touchdowns against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I believe he got injured in that game against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He had four catches for 26 yards in that game. Yeah. Following the bye against Philly, he had two catches for 38 yards. Or three, one catch for 38 yards, yeah. sorry. And then against Minnesota on December 2nd, he had zero catches for zero yards. Mm-hmm. And against the Rams, four catches on six targets for 43 yards. Which might be why Russ is having trouble, because now it just seems like Lockett's not there. They're just kind of uh, pressing DK, and he has nowhere to throw. It's just coverage to problems. And DK's been the more productive wide receiver, but it's not. But DK hasn't exactly been lighting it yeah, up he either. He had a great game his, last week. Uh, his last great game was also against Tampa Bay, when <laughs> yeah, he had the worst pass 123 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. But he's been a little bit more consistent. Like, he had 70 yards against the Niners. He had 75 against Minnesota, 78 against the Rams. So it's been a little bit better, but nothing that you're super excited about. Yeah. So the problem here and why I am I am super cautious about Russell Wilson to the point where I'm not playing him if I have him in a postseason matchup this week. I would rather play Baker Mayfield. Yeah, against uh, uh Arizona. Against Arizona, yeah. who is the worst defense in the NFL against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. That's where you're at with Russ right now? Yes. Damn. That's a large enough sample size. Carolina, well, Carolina's not a great team. No, but they play defense. Well, so their their run defense is the worst run defense in the NFL. Right yeah, but their linebackers are good against tight ends, which is weird. But so I just don't know based on that sample size. It's been five weeks since you've been happy with a performance from Russell Wilson as yeah. your starting fantasy quarterback. He's been like in the Aaron fantasy Rogers. playoffs, and like Carolina, they're done. Yeah. They're not going to make the playoffs. They fired their head coach. They still have Christian McCaffrey, who's absolutely incredible. Kyle Allen's still a super suspect starting quarterback. Yeah. But the way you beat the Panthers, because their pass defense isn't great, 
but it's not horrible either. They've had some good games. They've had some bad games. But they could slow you down enough to where, and Seattle's also in the Pete Carroll mode right now that seems to happen every year where, okay, we start to struggle in the passing game a little bit. Screw it. We're running 35 times. Which is going to be a heavy load on Carson. And they lost Rashad Penny for the season. He tore an ACL. What is that? Rashad Penny was finally coming on. Yeah, who's that guy they're going to bring back, though? He's was there last year. I don't know. They still have CJ Procise. That's who it is. Procise. Um, they still got somebody else. I can't think of Carson's his name. about to have a day, isn't he? So yeah. So Carolina has been the worst run defense in the NFL, and their passing game's really struggling. Like this is a Chris Carson game. I'm playing Chris Carson in a fantasy matchup, and I am pissed about it. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's going to get 30 carries in this game. He's got le- legitimately got an opportunity to go like 30 for 165 and 2 in this yeah. game. I'm playing Chris Carson, too, in the championship round. I know nobody cares about my fantasy team two weeks, two years in a row. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, but uh, like he's got an opportunity to absolutely go off in this yeah. game. And so if I'm not starting Russell Wilson, I don't see how you can be confident in starting like DK, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. I don't think you should start. I mean, your playoff, man. I talked about this when you were gone on vacation, but like this is a this is the time of year where you have to get it right. Like I know you might be a a local kid that like loves K State. Tyler Lockett was a really kind of a not. I don't know if he's considered a sleeper this year. But I benched Tyler Lockett in a postseason matchup last week. It worked out fine to, for me. You have to look at your matchup. You have to let bias go out of the way. Like you said, you have to think about starting Baker Mayfield over Russell Wilson. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to start Aaron Rodgers this week against the Bears, which he normally does good against. But, yeah, if Russ isn't playing, then you have to look at your other guy. Like, unless you have Chris Carson, that's really the only guy I would probably literally trust. God, maybe Hollister, but if you're not starting Russell Wilson, I don't know how you can start Jake Hollister. Well, so, he's actually the only pass catcher I think I would start. Hollister. Seattle's been bottom five against opposing tight ends all season long. Yeah. Or... That's well, Seattle has been. Yeah, actually, Carolina I think has been pretty good. I confused. Carolina's good. Yeah. They're, so they're okay. Yeah. Five. So I I don't want to start Jacob yeah. Hollister then. I confused myself there for a second. No, you're good. Car- so, so Carolina is number four according to ESPN. Yeah. Okay. Like, so yeah, I don't want to start him either. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to start anybody in that case. No. God no. So yeah, keep away from Cincinnati, New England. Like, keep away from Seattle, Carolina. Unless you have obviously uh, Carson or McCaffrey. Like Baker Mayfield hasn't been great or anything, but Baker Mayfield, like his best fantasy game of the season was a few weeks ago against the Miami Dolphins. He threw for three hundred twenty-seven yards and had three touchdowns. Like you can do that against Arizona. Yeah. Like everybody does that against Arizona. Arizona's just giving up an average of like three hundred yards and two touchdowns. So. He can do that against Arizona. I would rather play the matchup there and bank on him because Russell Wilson hasn't looked like a like a, a regular season MVP or a fantasy MVP in over a month now. Yeah, that's accurate. I believe that. I just so I, I would I would rather do that. Um, you know, so if you're a DJ Chark owner and you've been out, you've been riding DJ Chark all season long. I don't think he's going to play in this game. Um. On the other side, Josh Jacobs sounds like he is going to play. Josh Jacobs has to be in your lineup. Jaguars have been awful against the run all season long. D.D. Westbrook, I think I would rather play over Tyler Lockett. Yeah, because Minshew's back, right? Like, that's his guy. Yes, like- he's been getting a ton of targets lately. Uh, with no D.J. Chark, 
I think I would rather play D.D. Westbrook because he's going to get a bunch of volume. I think I'm okay with that. I don't love D.D. Westbrook as a player. No. Um, but he was supposed to have the year that uh, Sharp every, was supposed to have, or is having. Yeah, everybody can pass on the Raiders. So I, I think I'd rather play him than Tyler Lockett, to be completely honest. I, I just don't trust where Tyler Lockett in that Seattle passing game is at right now. I think I'd rather play Darius Slayton than Tyler Lockett. You're damn right you should play Darius Slayton. Everybody should play Darius Slayton. You should roster him in every single roster. You're the one that sent me a text that said, God, you should have told me to just F off. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a stud. Kirk Cousins is just an elite fantasy option now. Like, Kirk Cousins is what Russell Wilson was supposed to be and what Russell Wilson started the season doing. Yeah. Kirk Cousins just actually is that. And Kirk Cousins just got his right receiver back. Yeah, and he's going to have Adam Thielen back. Like, Kirk Cousins against the Lions, he only had 242 yards and one touchdown. But that game, like, if you watch Red Zone on Sundays, I think I saw that game on Red Zone once. And it's because it was just a garbage football game. Nothing happened in it. They won, like, 17-3 to because it was just an easy, dominating Vikings win because they're much better than the Lions. Yeah. Like, it was just a garbage, garbage football game. Mm-hmm. And now they won 20-7 to in that game. And now it's a, it's a tough matchup against the Chargers, but the Chargers have been beatable a little bit. They've been pretty good against opposing quarterbacks, but we've seen some guys have some success against them. Correct. You can certainly run on them, so it's a good matchup for Dalvin Cook, obviously. Even even Dalvin Cook wasn't highly productive last week, but Al- and Alexander Madison was heavily involved. You obviously are putting Dalvin Cook in your lineup because at the very least he's got one of the best chances of getting a touchdown of anybody in football. Mm-hmm. But Kirk Cousins is a genuine elite fantasy option, and now he gets Diggs and Thielen back going against a Chargers secondary that is still good but has been burned at times this year. I really like Kirk Cousins this week, even in what looks like a tough matchup on paper. Yeah, I like Kirk Cousins because uh, before Adam Thielen went out, uh, he was launching balls to both Thielen and Diggs, and Dalvin Cook was eating off of that too. And uh, he gets it all back this week, according to uh, Adam Schefter. Adam Thielen practiced today. But uh, then again, it's one of those injuries, man, like it was against the Chiefs where I mean, I know it was a, it was more fresh then, and they've taken a little bit more cautious uh, approach to this one. But, yeah, I like I think Kirk Cousins, man, I think he's low-key. Like, he's up there, like, surprise-wise good as long as – or he's up there with, like, Jameis Winston. Like, Jameis Winston's, like, a top-five fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah, but we kind of assume Jameis should be because of his Not weapons. Not top five. Yeah, but he's going to throw – he's going to throw, like, 30 picks. Chris Godwin's about to have 40 points this week. <laughs> he's going to throw, like, 30 picks. Yeah. I think he is one touchdown behind Lamar Jackson for the lead – like seven yards behind Dak Prescott for the passing lead, and he absolutely leads everyone with like 26 interceptions this year, which he literally could potentially lead He's, all three categories of like being the best and the worst quarterback at the same time. I saw this stat on Twitter. Jameis Winston has thrown an interception on the very first pass of the game three different times this season. He's like Ricky Henderson, but not leading <laughs> like, off with home runs. I feel like it's impossible to do that. Like... Not even the worst quarterback in the NFL just does that on I, a regular basis. I just love Jameis Winston. I love every time the Tampa Bay Bucket, every time they play football, it is absolutely entertaining. Yeah, like Jameis feels like he's got to be a lock in your lineup. I because hope so. you know he's going to hurt you a little bit. 
he's going to he's going to throw three three picks. Yes. But he's, he but he's like he had 456 yards and four touchdowns last With week. a pick six. <laughs> and he threw three picks with a broken hand. Like, like and that was with Mike Evans leaving early in the game. Like he had one catch for it was a 61-yard touchdown and then he was done. Not only that, but like it's like Jameis Winston is literally a real life sour patch kid. At first he's sour and then he's sweet by the end of the game. Like Jameis Winston is literally a nightmare, stress, but he like at the end it's a lock. Like he's just totally Jameis Winston. I think the Dolphins and the Giants is my game of the week. I mean, you already know what mine is. Tampa. Tampa Bay? Yes. Why would it not be? Like, you need to have Jameis Winston throw to Chris Godwin 17 times in this game? Are you absolutely kidding me? No, I'm just kidding. My game this week is, uh, man, it's a toss-up. It's either, God, I do like Tampa and Detroit, but I also like Buffalo-Pittsburgh. I think Josh Allen proves everybody wrong this week. I think Josh Allen has a big game. I think Devin Singletary has a big game. Um, if it's not that one, sign me up for uh, sign me up for Monday night. Miami and the Giants. Let me get Fitzmagic versus Eli. That's my game of the week. That's it right there. Staple it, send it in, lick it, stamp it, sail it. Well, Miami. That's not, hey, that's on noon on Sunday. It's on Monday night. I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Called Saints on Monday. Night. Yes, that's why I was looking at the, at the Godwin matchup. Um, I also really like the 49ers and the Falcons, but I just love Fitzmagic. I kind of hope he, I kind of hope Daniel Jones doesn't play again this week, so we get another week of Eli just slinging it. Eli's one hundred and sixteen and one hundred and seventeen. He needs to win to get back to yeah. five hundred. He's thirty eight years old. He had his wife and his entire family there because he said, "I don't know if I'm going to play again." He's playing in Miami. He's going to win, and then they're going to bench yeah. him in week sixteen and seventeen, and he's going to finish with a five hundred. Yeah, but Daniel Jones practiced today. Fuck Daniel Jones. <laughs> He's Dusty Likens. I'm Steven Serta. Let's survive in advance. We'll talk to you guys next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.